it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. What's up, everybody? Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. How was your weekend? Was it good? Was it productive? Get work done? Certainly, we saw some uh, exciting football, even if there was a delay uh, in both high school and uh, college football on Friday night. Uh, saw some interesting games throughout college football on Saturday, and the NFL kicked off with some really surprising games, some uh, surprisingly good, others surprisingly bad. Uh, but uh, we'll go through what happened over the weekend. Love to get your reactions as well. Uh, you can always chime in on the uh, Full Court Press uh, Guild Mortgage mo- uh, mobile number. Gosh, I can't even think anymore today. The text line, Are you that's okay? what we're looking for. Are you okay? <laughs> Tell me what's going on. The Guild Mortgage text line, that's Talk what we're looking for. Talk to me, for. Eric. 435 339 Join us here on the Full Court Press. Hey, so we owe kind of an apology to our listeners. Uh, Friday was game day for all of us in all sorts of ways. And so we had to pre-record our show. So we missed a bunch of great text messages, awesome text messages, because we were, I was at a game. You were getting, uh, actually, you were gone for uh I was at games. a wedding. You are at a wedding. Yeah. Yeah, playing uh, best man. Did you, uh, did you have to give the speech, by the way? Uh, I didn't. I gave no speeches. I was thing. just sitting there in the wind. My name's Eric France, and I'm the uh, vice president of uh, Radio Operations. And uh, I just want to say, uh, give, give you all good luck. I would tell you that you only get married once, but who the fetch knows? So good luck to you both. It was a little weird. They like <laughs> they had this moment where people could give toasts and uh, and say something to the bride and groom, and they were all on the bride's family. Uh, all from them, and like no one on the other side, like from the groom, were like, did we? Did anyone get an invitation? I mean, because it seemed like it was all planned and it was in an order. We're like, no oh, kidding, really. I would have liked to have said something, but wow, interesting. Well, I'll just go talk to him afterwards. So hmm. anyway, uh, yeah, uh, Gilmore's text lines open four three five three three nine zero three two one. Uh, I really feel bad. We missed a bunch of great text messages from so many people, but it uh, happens. Yes. Well, should we go through some of them? Let, let, you know, actually, I mean, they're a little bit, do. time doesn't make sense with some of these, but <laughs> we feel like if you were listening and you were part of the show. Uh, I can't remember what we were talking about here, but uh, yeah. 5452, no stream today? Oh yeah. So we weren't stream. I called Kevin. Why Kevin? was your stream working? I don't know. You tell me, Vice President. Why is our stream working? Someone else texted me and said, hey, uh, your show just turned off. What happened? And I was like, wait, what? So I had to make some phone calls. Call Kevin. I'm like, Kevin! We're not streaming. About 10 minutes later, it was working. Promise. Text in. Let us know that we're working, please. <laughs> this is, I honestly, my real call is really just asking Piranhas to text in and tell us, hey, you're, you're on the air. That's that's usually how I know we're good. Or nine... <laughs> Or Leon Rose, or 
Somebody hit us up. Let us know that we're on the air. Anyways, yeah, uh, see, 5879. I'm surprised they didn't throw in at the peak like 50 times in their commercials. I do not remember what that was about. Something about the Mountain West, apparently. Okay. Oh, yeah, probably. Uh, let's see here. 5338. Is the Mountain West Conference really going to add a non-football school? They might. Can I give a little bit of uh, the deets? Well, look, I mean, it was close to adding Gonzaga uh, just a few years ago, and we all thought it was going to be official by the time the Mountain West Conference basketball tournament was going to happen, and then it didn't. Uh, they kind of pivoted back and said, you know, maybe not. We'll just stick with where we're at. But I don't know that that's the only school that may be being discussed. Yeah. But non look, non-football schools, uh, there may be a few out there that could help with basketball. But is that really going to elevate the conference like it needs to be right well, now? Well, it depends what basketball school. If you get Gonzaga, oh my gosh, it elevates it in so many ways. If you get Wichita State, it doesn't elevate it like Gonzaga, but it helps. I mean, if you get Wichita State, you need a football school. If you get Gonzaga, you're good. We're good. We're all right. Gonzaga takes care of it. Wichita State, you still need a football school, I feel like. It's shockers. Be I mean, good, I like that they're good basketball it's a community. decent basketball program. They've had some moments where they've done well. But I just think that the Mountain West, here's an opportunity with uncertainty and movement to be aggressive and try to expand and be better. We're looking for aggressive expansion. Yes, that's right. I love that line. <laughs> uh, let's see, 2787 had predicted that Utah State would win 35-17. to 17. Boy, it was a little bit you know, it was a little more struggleish than I, I. And I would have said on Friday morning, I think I said something pretty similar. I think I said 38 uh, 13. But uh, yeah, 9948. Maybe Corner Canyon High School could have their football team join the Mountain West Conference. <laughs> Why not, dude? Uh, 4086. Gonzaga, St. Mary's, Pepperdine, and Pacific for basketball in the Mountain West. Ooh. TCU, SMU, Tulsa, and Texas Tech for football. Texas Tech. Oh, man. Well, you're. you're Dreaming on TCU and Texas Tech. Yeah, and we and we and we say that politely, but there is no way, and you know what, that they're coming here. Well, give give me those basketball schools again, though. Uh, well, it's a bunch in the West Coast. Yeah, uh, I guess Pacific. Pacific is uh, in the Big West, aren't they? Yes, they are. So Gonzaga, St. Mary's, Pepperdine, and Pacific. Man, St. Mary's would be another good fit. I'd love it. And do you know what? If Gonzaga leaves, I think St. Mary's would also be looking for a place as well. I think they get out well, as soon I mean, as they could. I mean, they'd be the king of the West Coast Conference. At but that what point. kind of a conference? Again, Eric, it's that an automatic qualifier. Yeah, but what? I mean, you're looking at like winning the conference. You're the Aggies of the Big West. You win the conference handedly, and then you're a 14 seed. Yeah, that's no, what it's going to be. It's true. Uh, six, seven, eight, nine. North Texas, Tulsa, Tulane for the Mountain West. North Texas is an interesting fit. They got football and basketball. They suck at both. That this isn't 2004 again, but uh, yeah. But it does get you into the Dallas Metro if you do North Texas, Tulsa, Tulane. Yeah, no, that that that's a good point. Eight seven three nine. It's all about the money. It is. It is a large portion of it about the money. Yep, I would agree. Six two nine four. Let's go to Wendover. Aggies six and a half. Money to be made. By the way, that's unreal. Six and a half. Over. Uh, four seven eight one predicted that the Aggies would win thirty nine to seven. Six eight nine one. 
Uh, you just seen the North Dakota uh, team going up to the stadium. Both those teams have bad defense. Yeah, North Dakota. Well, North Dakota's defense wasn't bad. Five four uh, five two piranhas text in says we're on air. As does nine three one five. All right, we're caught up. Nice, nice. That took us a little bit, but we got there. Yeah, we're there. Text in. We are live today, folks. So sorry, we're we live. We are today. alive. We are alive and live. Despite having my personal space violated earlier today, I By am who? still here. What are you talking about? What happened? You came into my cubicle and you like wrapped your arms around me. We call that a hug in America, it was, yes. It was like calling for uh, HR. To we don't have intervene. HR. So, uh, Very awkward. You enjoyed- Trying to like fill out some paperwork and you're like, wouldn't leave. Eric- you supposedly you'd wanted a hug from somebody. No, I didn't. And you didn't get that hug. I never asked for a so hug. So I had to come over and give you the hug that you so desperately needed and wanted. So here I am, and you're welcome. I hope you're happy. But no, you're not. You're ungrateful. No, what else is happy. new? Yeah. What What else is new? You're always ungrateful. Hey, uh, I know we got Aggie stuff. We got Regional 11 stuff. We got NFL stuff. We got college football stuff. Speaking of college football, USC... Who's stuck around with Clay Helton for heavens knows why, seven years, decided to fire him after two games into the 2021 season. How surprised were you by that announcement today? Uh, yes, yeah, so shocked. If they would have waited till after the season, I'm not shocked. But to do it two games into the season, I'm shocked. Now, Eric, guess as I correctly predicted, upset alert, Stanford, USC. Stanford beats USC. Now, that... <laughs> They shouldn't angle it on that. They shouldn't angle taking somebody out of the program based on a loss to Stanford when the USC has struggled with Stanford for the last 13 years. Honestly, they've had issues with Stanford. Yeah, like, they have. David Shaw's one big momentous victory almost every single year has been beating USC at USC. Here's the thing. there. I just learned of this earlier today before this announcement happened. There are and have been a lot of notable USC alum who have been very unhappy with Clay Helton and oh, how yeah. he's running that program. Yeah. The That Coliseum was half full, just not very many fans there. They were t- top 14, top 15 team when they played Stanford. Yep. So you lose one game with those kind of expectations and it's like it's done? Have you ever heard of such a short leash on somebody? Oh yeah, I mean, but and do you give the, two games in? I mean, what? How better are you going to get? How much better? What kind of change are you going to make right now that's going to do anything different for the rest of your season? That's what's curious to me that I don't understand. I mean, it's you just elevate somebody else who's on your staff and say, okay, it's a lost season. Two games in. It's a lost season. We're just going to go with somebody else on staff. That's nuts. You, I mean, is there a chance you go out and find another head coach at this point? I mean, who's out there? You have to find somebody who's already on the beach. You don't go find somebody from another program who's playing well right now. Yeah. So, hey, like, why don't you leave Cincinnati and come out to <laughs> USC? Hey, what are you up to right now, Urban Meyer? <laughs> Things not going well in Jacksonville after week one. Why don't you come over back to the college game? Yeah. I, I've heard some people say Coach Peterson. 
Coach Pearson's just fine. I don't think he has Who any used to be at Boise USC. State. They went to Washington. And yeah, then... I don't think he's going back. I don't know. I just it, the timing of it is just really We're bizarre. Weird. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think there's more into this than just um, than just losing to Stanford. I think there's some pressure. Like finally, I think the pressure finally got to them where they're like, "Okay, we're done. This isn't gonna work." I uh, mean, but hey, look, look, that's the statement from Mike Bond earlier today. As I committed to upon my arrival at USC during the past two off seasons, we provided every resource necessary for our football program to compete for championships. The added resources carried significantly increased expectations for our team's performance, and it is already evident that despite the enhancements. Those expectations would not be met without a change in leadership. And that's that's a really strong indictment against Clay Helton. Which it should be. It should be. Clay Helton has not lived up to the expectations. Not even well. well I should USC say not even close, basically. But. There's a strong signal here that being top twenty-five, being a top twenty-five team, is not good enough. We want to compete for championships. Well, as they should. They and should I get hold that. themselves to that standard. And they should, but... They have the recruiting, the facilities, the area, the university. two games this season? Yeah. But, Eric, but you're looking at it the wrong way. It's not just two games. It's seven years of futility in USC standards. Now, you and I look at Utah State football and would say, man, if we had USC's resume in the last seven years, we would be elated. We would be absolutely thrilled with what we've done. I mean, over our heads, what we've done. But that's not the case at USC. In fact, in his seasons, so far at USC, well, not so far, now that he's done, he went 5-4 and four overall in 15, uh, and they lost in the Holiday Bowl. They tied for first in their uh, division. Uh, in 16, they went 10-3 and three and went to the Rose Bowl, and they won that. They lost in the Cotton Bowl the next year at 11-3 and three record. And then Eric, five and seven, eight and five, lost in a Holiday Bowl, five and zero oh last year, but no no bowl game due to COVID. And then they went one and one this year. So he was at USC forty six and twenty four. But again, you us as Aggie people would be like, man, Holiday Rose and Cotton Bowl, heck yes, all day please. USC, no college football playoff. We're done. That's just how it is. It's not and, cutting the mustard. Yeah. yeah. And remember, those standards were set by a guy named Pete Carroll. It's true. That's true. 9310 text into the show. Oh, kind of breaks us off from the USC talk. Are you guys surprised BYU is getting so many votes in the polls? I'm surprised they're ranked. They beat the worst Pac-12 team on neutral site and won a rivalry game at home. Oh, am I surprised? Yes and no. I felt like it was a watered-down top 25, to be honest with you, to, to some degree. Uh, I am a little surprised they come in at number 23 in both polls. Yeah. Um, yes, they've beaten two Pac-12 teams, but one is really bad. Yeah. Arizona just lost to San Diego State on their home field. That's nuts, by the way. That is crazy. Uh, they, I, I do have to give BYU credit for how they played against Utah. I thought they, they handed it to the Utes. Yeah, it's a rivalry game, but... They've lost that rivalry game for nine straight times. So I think it was a significant victory for them. 
But hey, and here's to get the, all the way to 23, I was a little surprised at that. I thought they might get close to cracking the top 25. I did not expect them to be 23rd. Well, they got another tough game. They got Arizona State coming to their house this Saturday night. So That is a big showdown. That is a huge game for both Arizona State and for BYU. Um, I don't feel like it's that big of a loss for Utah. And, and here's why, Eric. They've beaten the Cougars nine straight years. Like, year 10, BYU finally gets them, right? And BYU thinks they're the national champs now. They're celebrating all over social media like they had just won their own Rose Bowl. Meanwhile, Utah's like, dude, forget that. We got bigger fish to fry, okay? I mean, San Diego State's a big game, yes, this Saturday. At San Diego State, I believe, too. Maybe it's at home. And I know it's at home. Just kidding. It's at home. But they got bigger fish to fry come Pac-12. Go win a Pac-12 championship and go to a Rose Bowl. That's their goal. Their goal wasn't to beat BYU for the 10th straight year. I... If it was, it was... You know, their goal wasn't to win the game? No, I mean, they want to win the game. But, Eric, in the end, all be all, it's not like, hey, we all we wanted to do this season was beat BYU. No, yes, that's true. Their, their they goal have is to win the Pac-12, Pac-12 and go to the Rose Bowl. That's what... Look, Kyle's done almost everything except win the Pac-12. He's done almost everything. He's won a BCS Bowl game, right? Beating Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Um, but he hasn't won the Pac-12. He's beaten his rival handful of times, but he hasn't won the Pac-12. He's beaten other ranked teams, but he hasn't won the Pac-12. That is the one thing on his resume that he's missing, and that's the one thing he cares about. Yes. Next but to week, say that game doesn't matter to them is silly. I still don't. I don't it think it matters, matters to them. them. I don't. I know that's crazy. Now it doesn't matter like it matters to BYU. It doesn't matter to them like Utah State matters to BYU or BYU I would matters agree to Utah with that. State. I would agree with that. Uh, by the way, a couple other Mountain West schools getting votes in the polls. Nevada's one of them, aren't they? Uh, in the coaches, we have a number of Mountain West schools getting votes. Uh, Nevada, oh, where'd they go? Nevada's getting 18, Fresno State 13, San Diego State 9. San Jose State, five. Air Force, three. Boise State, one. Uh, and in the um, in the AP poll, uh, Fresno State's getting two votes, and I think that... Oh, Nevada's getting 28. Yeah. So Nevada is creeping up. Dude, that division... What is it? The West Division... It's gonna be a just a gauntlet to get to the top. Dogfight. Yeah. Fresno State looks really Fresno good. Fresno State looks great. Nevada, Nevada, San Jose, San Jose looks. San Diego State's playing well. Yeah, that is gonna be a dogfight to get up there. And guess who we got this year? San Jose State, Hawaii, and the UNLV. Yep. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, so. Besides the USC falling short of expectations, Texas has really fallen on their face. Uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks just took it to them uh, it, um, over the weekend. And Texas has really fallen out of the uh, top that 25. That was fun to see. Um, how about uh, Oregon? 
How well they played against Ohio State. Ohio State. And without two of their best defensive players. Yes. Two of their best defensive players weren't even on the field, and they were wiping Ohio State all over the horseshoe. Just pushing them around. Now, granted, Ohio State made somewhat of a small comeback and got it within seven, but that game was really never that close. That was so impressive. God. Texas A&M does slip in the AP poll. It doesn't in the coaches, which surprises me a little bit. Um, neither Texas A&M or Colorado had a lot of great offense in that game. It was a late um, late drive there by Texas A&M that got them to, uh, to win the game. Uh, Colorado defensively looked great and led most of that game. They just they couldn't get any offense. Going. All they needed was one more drive, and they probably would have taken care of business. But uh, Texas A&M still ranked fifth in the coaches. They do drop to seventh in the AP. Uh, the uh, top four, Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, and Oregon. And uh, Iowa knocking on the door uh, in the AP. I thought they looked good against Iowa State. Um, and then uh, you've got uh, Texas A&M knocking on the door of the top four. In the coaches' poll, five eight seven nine for USU football. ESPN has given us a gloomier outlook for the next three games. They say our likelihood of winning Air Force at fifty percent, Boise State twenty seven, YBU at twenty seven as well. The rest of the games for the year, they say we're going to win, with the exception of San Jose State. How do you think we get through the next three games, Eric? This is a stretch that is so pivotal, so pivotal, so key for the Utah State football team. Air Force this Saturday night at 5.30. Boise State on the mothership at 10 a.m. next Saturday. And then BYU Friday night, 7 o'clock to begin October. If the Aggies can go 1-1 one and one in the next two games, they're going to finish 9-3 and three or 10-2 and two on the season. That is phenomenal. Right. It, I think that's absolutely possible. Because, look, the, we've talked about this. The front half is brutal. Oh, man. It's Once loaded. you get to the first five games, way more oh, yeah. You're, opportunity for I mean, Utah really, State to pick up wins. Let's Can we just speak bluntly and honestly here? UNLV's a bye. New Mexico's a bye. Hawaii's a bye. San Jose State's for freaking real. New Mexico State's cupcake. Like, And New Mexico Lobos are just there to be there. So, really, it's just San Jose State after that. That's your lone road block. Let me ask you this, though. Would you rather lose to Air Force and beat Boise or beat Air Force and lose to Boise? Because Boise State's got a tough schedule, too. They've got, I mean, they've got the opposite of what the Aggies got. they got three of those top teams coming up I on mean, the other side. All things considered, I'd rather have Utah State beat Boise because yeah, it's such a hard thing that's to on do their way. historically. Yeah, yeah. No, well, that's, that's really what's standing in the way of the Aggies to get to the Mountain West Championship is, is Boise State. So I'm saying, I mean, if we're going to predict the next three games, I'm saying two and one. I think we beat Air Force, we beat Boise State, we lose to BYU. But, uh, and as much as we care about that BYU game, I don't. Because we've got bigger fish to fry. If we can go two and oh in the next two weeks, lose to BYU, I could care, like, great, good for you, Cougars. Enjoy the freaking... 100th annual, I just took a poop bowl. Okay, while we're actually going to play 
for a Mountain West Conference championship in Los Angeles at Sophie Stadium. I'd hate to see what the uh, gift bags are for the players at that bowl game. Uh, toilet paper, some toilet bowl cleaners, and uh, one of those scrub brushes as well. Baby wipes? Y- yes. Very good, Eric. <laughs> we'll get some baby wipes from them. It'll be sponsored oh, by Pampers. Uh, but again, I think we go two and one, and I think that's a very bad that's a positive outlook. I think it's a great outlook for the, for the Aggies. I w- yes, that would be a very positive outlook for the Aggies. Um, it's it's definitely possible. What concerns me is that this this coaching staff has never coached against Air Force or a school like Air Force, and so that makes me really nervous about being able to compete against that that very different style. Uh, Boise State. A little bit shaky in game one. They corrected a lot of problems in game two. They look really good. Uh, BYU's off to a great start. But I think Utah State has definitely proven that they can hang with anybody right now. Slow start against North Dakota, but they got it figured out by the second quarter, and it was all guns a-blazing after that. But you can't have a slow start like they did against Air Force, Force, Boise State, or BYU. Yeah, that – look, someone turned to me (laughs) – I think it was after we were down 21-7, and they looked at me and they said, are you worried? And I was like, no, we're going to win. It's just when we started actually giving a crap and playing good. And, I mean, of course, Anderson and his staff made great adjustments. Players executed great, and we were on our way to a a nice win. But you're right. Air Force isn't going to give you those opportunities. Boise State sure as heck isn't going to give you second chances. So, uh, and, and they know that, Eric. They, they are very well aware who Air Force is and how good they can be. So, um, yeah, they'll, they'll, uh, I think they'll have their heads on straight. Uh, and I, I think they'll be fine. All right, a quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. We want to continue on. Uh, there's a lot of things to, to recap, not just what happened with Utah State and their win over North Dakota. Uh, get your reactions to that. But also, it was a big night and big weekend in Region 11 high school football. The RPI rankings are out for the first time this year. What do they say about Region 11 and the path ahead? Uh, also, the NFL had its opening weekend. Recap how all those games were. We got a Monday night football tonight uh, for the first time in Las Vegas uh, with fans. Looks like it's going to be pretty exciting. We'll see how that all turns out. So, a lot of different things to cover here on the Full Court Press coming up. My name is John Brinchley. Last year, my father, Lynn, passed away. Our family misses him tremendously. From the first phone call we made to White Pine Funeral Services until he was laid to rest, White Pine helped us every step of the way. The staff was there to guide us through the entire process. They were kind, gracious, and their facilities are amazing. White Pine helped to make the difficult situation of losing my dad into a positive experience where we could remember him and celebrate his life. White Pine Funeral Services If you want to hit a home run or score a touchdown when it comes to your vehicle's maintenance, get your oil changed at Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan. This is Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Preventative maintenance is huge in your game plan to keep your vehicle on the road. Not only do we change your oil, but we can also provide other services like recharging your air conditioning. Stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main in Logan, across from Angie's. 
This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. It's first and goal on the 10-yard line. Your team is poised to make the play of a lifetime. Your quarterback hands off to the running back who rushes right into a wall. Now the away team says they'll take the wall out of your way, but only after you hand them a suitcase full of cash. That's exactly how ransomware works. In 2020, half of all organizations were victims of a ransomware attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. Daryl's Appliance provides the best repair service. Daryl's techs are trained to pre-diagnose your repair problem before they arrive at your home, so it can be completed on their first trip. As a plus, Daryl's parts department is stocked from A to Z for you do-it-yourselfers, and Daryl's has used parts to save you money. Dishwasher baskets, bake elements, microwave trays, and more. For sales and service since 1970, it's Daryl's Appliance, west on Airport Road. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Utah State doubles up North Dakota on Friday night. Is it? Uh, did we inadvertently get a new trend going to the, the start of uh, uh, Utah State football with the power outage and people lighting up their phones? And oh man, what a cool Dude. scene, man! Okay, it was cool, but Eric, this game was supposed to start at seven, <laughs> not freaking eight thirty-five. I mean, I had one late weekend before that, and so I was like, hey, game starts at 7, I'm out of there by midnight, this is perfect, love it, yes. And then and then Doug walks into our room, and he's like, all right, lighting delay, 30 minutes, and then I'm like walking around the hall, I'm talking to a couple people, and it's just getting pushed back more and more and more, and you don't blame me, you gotta be safe, but oh man, it was such a long day, oh my goodness gracious. But you know what? Uh, give credit to North Dakota. They came out and punched Aggies right in the mouth. Misdirections, I mean, some trick plays. Knocked a couple of teeth loose and let yeah. them bleed for a bit, too. What a what a start for the North Dakota Fighting Hawks, Eric. I was so impressed with, with how they looked. And, uh, you know, they, they held uh, that Otis Wea kid to only 47 yards. But it wasn't him that was killing the Aggies. Uh, I thought Schuster was really good. Uh, who is their other back? I have the numbers too on him. Uh, Skok- uh, Skokna. Luke Skokna. Uh, he was the kid who was giving them all sorts of problems. And Garrett Mag as well. Garrett Mag was, uh, was phenomenal on the receiving side of things for the offense. I just And then defensively, gave you fits. We're physical. They pushed the Aggies around there for a little bit. Yeah, I... But like you said, you have to give them give them a lot of credit. Uh, they these FCS schools have come to play here in the fall. They're not messing around. They're playing physical. Some of them are getting upsets. Um, they're not just pushovers. And uh, Coach Bubba Schweigert got his team prepared right uh, to face the Aggies and not back down or take it lightly. But look, this was this was another great performance by Logan Bonner. 
Good to see him for the vast majority of the game. He looked like he had good rhythm. 390 yards, four touchdowns. He did throw a pick. But um, you know, Calvin Tyler Jr. continues to be a very solid running option for Utah State. Um, and then uh, Devin Tompkins and Brandon Bowling just were out of their minds with some of the plays that they had. Yeah, Tompkins is Tompkins. That's no surprise. You know what you're going to get out of him. I mean, when he takes a screen past 75 yards down the field and outraces the entire defense, it's like, oh, wow. you got to give McGriff a lot of credit for how that no, happened. Yeah, he had, at the made block a great downfield, downfield block. Was, was really, really good. But you're right. Uh, Derek Wright was really good. What did he have? Eight for 73 and one. Is that right? Derek Wright was four of four receptions for 73 yards and two touchdowns. And then what was uh, – Bowling, bowling was, was six, one, 18 six for one. 18 and one. Oh, jeez. Dude, how did he – in fact, I was like, wait, he's over 100 yards? I had no idea. I honestly had no idea until we got to the end of the game. I was like, holy crap, he's over 100. I had no clue. Um, Eric, the running game is really doing a great job of setting up the passing game. Uh, I, th- I think Calvin Tyler and Gentry have been so good at just you know moving the ball downfield, gaining three to four yards a pop. Uh, just really good football from them as well on the offensive side. So I was going to ask you, I was looking at this earlier, because I didn't, like I said, I was at a wedding, getting a chance to watch this uh, in real time. My condolences. Saw updates on my phone when I could. <laughs> but Gentry only had three carries. Noah had 10. Yep. Uh, what did you see out of uh, Elian Noah? Physical. And and by the way, he he is like, he plays bully ball with you. Like, he doesn't, like, skirt around you. He just thinks there's no need for that. It's give me the ball. I'm going to put my head down. Meet me there. And he ran over a couple of guys. Like, and you could hear it, too. Like, he hit a couple of guys. You got some oohs and ahs. Uh, I like watching Noah run. So, you got Noah, Gentry, and then you got just this shifty guy in Calvin Tyler who will move you and juke you. Uh, he's so good. And he's a great pass catching back, too. But once again, no... Devontae Henry Cole. Uh, I would say you're not going to see Devontae Henry Cole for quite some time. Okay. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, 9315, who do you think was the fastest USU player in the game on Friday? I don't know. If a guy takes a screen pass and goes 75 yards, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, Tompkins has definitely got some Dude, wheels. And you know what's crazy? Peasley does too, though. Peasley's fast. Oh, Peasley's great. And that, that, that keeper where he goes oh 60 my gosh, yards. That was so cool. That was and good for him, right? I mean, he goes in there in extremely cold, hasn't thrown a ball in two hours, and then, you know, one hops one hops a receiver like on a five-yard out or whatever it was, and then, you know, they end up going three and out, and people are like, what are we doing? You know, they're kind of looking at Peasley as the problem, but he hadn't thrown. He just hadn't been in live reps for two hours, and he had a rain delay and all this, and so he's cold as all get out. Finally gets in there one half before, one series before the half ends. So, But you saw him start to settle down, make good decisions, make good throws in the fourth quarter, uh, and help pull it away for the Aggies. So uh, good to see Peasley do that. And you're going to see Peasley continue to be. I think, Eric, we're seeing the trend of where the quarterback situation is going. Bonner's your guy. But Peasley's going to still be involved in the offense. But Bonner's your starting quarterback. Well, and I was happy to see that like one guy clearly was defined as the starter. Yeah. Um, 
I get it at Washington State. There's still some uncertainty who your guy's going to be. Neither guy was really out, you know, outclassing the other one until late in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was right that Bonner would have been the guy after what he did in his last two series at Washington State. So good to see him get out there and get in some rhythm with his guys. Yeah, absolutely, and I, he'll be fine. The, the other Eric, the other major concern I have is is Bonner. Um, he took a big shot in the Washington State game, and he has a pretty good sized bruise. Uh, coach says he'll be good to go this week, but you could tell even in that North Dakota game, he got up limping just a little bit, kind of getting fatigued and beat up pretty good as well. I, you need him to stay healthy, but we're right. How many times did he run, Eric? Do you have that? Uh, ten attempts. Jeez, how many yards? Eleven? No, fourteen. Sorry, fourteen. Why? I mean, I, I, I get it. there's a pass read option or a pass run option, whatever they want to call that. But that would also account for any times he was sacked. But I mean, he's he was not once. healthy. I mean, let's it's just we don't want a quarterback to get injured. We're only three games. We're, going, we're about to go three games into the season, and there and the next three are. Physical, physical teams. You saw what BYU did to Utah. You know what Air Force is capable of and the talent that Boise State's got. Got to keep guys healthy. Oh, and by the way, I also was impressed with their offensive line. I thought they did a great job as well. I thought our offensive line did a great job protecting both Bonner and Peasley. I was impressed by them. Yeah, that's that's good to hear because that was the big question mark. I thought that they settled down after... Uh, early in the first quarter at Washington yeah. State, I thought they played really solid after that. Those three straight or couple, uh, was it three, um, three penalties on that one drive where they're right there after three, the Tompkins bomb to get into the end zone. Three out of four plays for false starts. Right after that, though, I thought they really really settled down and played really well. Uh, I know, I know, we keep talking about him. We'll keep talking about him probably for the rest of the season, Eric, but. Justin Rice is just, <laughs> he's so good. Like, what David Woodward was to the Aggies, and I'm going to say it, what Zach Vigil was to the Aggies, Justin Rice is to this team. That's the imperativeness of what he is to the Aggie defense. He is phenomenal. Well, and he got recognized for his game on uh, how well he played. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, actually, this is from the Mountain West announcing the award. The Defensive Player of the Week is Justin Rice from Utah State. The senior linebacker made a season-best nine tackles to go along with a career-high two interceptions and a victory over North Dakota. Rice's second pick led to the Aggies' last touchdown in a 24-point win. There's a little extra something mixed in there. Someone's getting fired tomorrow. Me. Oh, that was you? That was, I don't know, some other windows. Jeez, Eric, come on. Audio at the wrong time. No, but Justin Rice, I mean, this guy is phenomenal. Um, He's special, man. He had nine tackles. Four of them were solo. One was a tackle for loss. He had the two interceptions. Uh, they counted for 46 yards. Second one led for a touchdown. I mean, guy's amazing. <laughs> oh, and uh, Shaq Bond. It looks like he'll be back this week as well. 
So you'll get Carson Terrell and Shaq Bond back this week. That'll be nice. Yeah. I mean, Hunter Reynolds. Oh, he was great too. Fill it in, but yeah. uh, he played an expanded role. And I like Hunter, I thought he by did the pretty way. Well. No, I thought Hunter did fine. I, I really do. Uh, 9315, did you see how bad Air Force beat up on Navy? That concern you with us playing them next week? No. Uh, yes, they did beat up on Navy, but Na- I don't know if you heard. Navy, <laughs> their athletic director fired the offensive coordinator after the game. And yeah. then today, Ken Nui Matololo's like, um, can I still keep him? I'll, I'll just put him as a quarterback's coach. He won't be our OC, but. I promise you, he won't touch anything in the kitchen. <laughs> He'll leave everything alone. So be it- good. Bad situation at Navy. Well, and this, offense. the offense is different from what Navy does than what Utah State does. Um, and that's why I think, Eric, you're going to see a lot of ground and pound with Air Force, more so than we've probably seen in a little bit. They are going to try and chew up clock because they know that if Utah State gets in rhythm, they get in flow, ball's moving downfield, they're scoring points, Air Force is in a, so much trouble. They can't throw. Does Utah State? I mean, they've they've had a uh, kind of a hurry up offense. Do they try to slow it down, and be a little more methodical? Because Air Force, once they get the ball, they're holding on to it for a long time. Nope. Make every possession count. <laughs> Got to score one way or another. So the defense could be really upset with the offense this, this week. Well, if they don't do it right. Yeah, if they don't do it right. Remember two years ago, and we kind of had that issue at Air Force. Cold. Jordan loves playing like crap. So is the offense. Defense is exhausted. Um, some things go down off the field, and it just turns into a disastrous day. That was the case. So I, I, I think, uh, yeah, it's different. And I think this offense is it's it's humming really well right now with Bonner and Peasley. Um, they're just going to have to make plays. And again, you can't find yourself down 21 to 7 at Air Force. No. It's almost like an automatic loss. Right. If you're down, yeah. The way they play, how much clock they yeah. can chew up on a drive. And that's, yeah. That's a death sentence. If you, exactly. If you, if you're down 14 and Air Force sees that, they aren't letting you have the ball back. They don't plan on getting the ball back till, like, I mean, you maybe get two possessions left in the second half. Uh, we need to take another time out here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, the RPI, initial RPI rankings for uh, 2021 high school football season have been released. Do you have our pick six results? They were released this morning. Uh, so we'll go through those RPI. And, uh, yes, you're right. We do need to do the updated on the pick six and find out who won pick six. Uh, come down to the wire. We'll see who wins. It did. Holy crap. The first ever Latino festival is September 18th on Center Street in Logan. Come celebrate the Latin culture with food, music, dance, and cultural performances. The festivities get underway at 3 p.m. Enjoy live bands, a parade with authentic Latin dress. And did we mention food? Ridiculously good food trucks. Then work off the calories with everyone's favorite dance-based workout, Zumba. The Latino Festival is presented by Gosner Foods, where you can earn up to $20 an hour, quarterly bonuses, and free health insurance. Members First Credit Union, our name says it all. Thermo Fisher Hispanic Employees Resources Group, Cytiva, earn hourly wages of $20 or more at Cytiva. iFit, a global company committed to diversity and inclusion, welcomes everyone to the Latino Festival. Bring your family, your friends, and even your dad shoes to the first ever Latino Festival, September Eighteenth, starting at 3 p.m. on Logan's Center Street. 
this is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Riverwoods Conference Center is the center in Cache Valley for business, entertainment, and special events. Whether you're hosting a large or small event, you have the choice of inside with all the new modern interior renovations or outside along the scenic banks of the beautiful Logan River. The Riverwoods is an ideal choice offering seamless planning, easy catering coordination, and will make your event as professional or as beautiful as desired. To book your next event or for more info, visit theriverwoods.com or call 435-750-5151. We'll see you at the Riverwoods. Crystal Vision is honored to be voted the gold medalist in Best of Northern Utah for optometrist and eye doctor. Thank you for your votes and trust in their business. To celebrate this award, they're offering a 20% off sale on their frames and lenses. Crystal Vision carries frames and lenses for your unique style and budget. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. S.E. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. We offer a large selection of personalized service and extraordinary benefits with our Integrity Price Guarantee. At match quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet pricing, or so-called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing. So you'll get S.E. Needham quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. It's youth hockey time for boys and girls ages 4 to 14. The Cache Valley Youth Hockey League wants you to try hockey for two weeks totally free. That's right. First-time skaters can try hockey for free for two weeks. All equipment is included. Coaches will walk you through everything needed. If you are interested in youth hockey, sign-ups are going on now. To learn more about the two-week free youth hockey trial, go to cashhockey.com. That's cashhockey.com. Cache Valley Youth Hockey. Join today. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Love to hear from you as well. Chime in on the Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. Uh, 9315, which is worse? What happened to Utah State last year or what's going on with Navy this year? Oh, this year, or last year, it's not even close. That was so disastrous. Uh, it was it was really bad for USU. I mean, you started with quarterback controversy that didn't need to exist early. Basically, you send one packing who should have been the heir apparent then that quarterback who sticks around quits on the team, gets sent home. Problems with the coach. He gets fired. <laughs> I mean, players revolt. They have to forfeit a game. I mean, it was bad, really bad last year. It's hard to top that, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, last year. <laughs> that was so horrible. All right. Anyways, uh, RPI rankings, Eric. Oh, God. What, what is that? RPI rankings are out. Okay. Uh, I don't. Would there be a surprise at who's number one? There shouldn't be a surprise. 
Okay, by the way, this whole two-region thing or two-team region thing, just whatever it is. Two regions. Just sucks. Only? Someone needs to get kicked in the Ridge Crackers for it. Okay, so Ridgeline number one, they are the only undefeated team in 4A. Uh, have you seen the rankings? Uh, no. Okay, so who would you guess is number two? Oh, man. I'm going to say, I don't know how they're there, doing. Desert, Desert Hills? There are one, two, three, four teams with only one loss. Oh. I'm going to say Desert Hills. You are correct. Desert Hills is number two. And Green Canyon is close behind at number three, followed by Logan. And this is what's a little bit curious. Pineview is the other four and one team, but they're ninth. Wow. So their wins coming up uh, coming against lower competition. Okay. So uh Ridgeline one, Green Canyon three, Logan four, Skyview six. Mountain Crest, 12, and Bear River, 13th. Bear River is the only 4A school yet to win a game. How did Mountain Crest, or how did these schools do the other night on Friday? I was busy. Uh, so Thursday, we know that you know, Ridgeline, yeah, Ridgeline beat up on Green Canyon. Green right? Canyon. Smacked them around. All uh, right. So some of these had some delays of their own with some lightning delays and things like that. Um. Now where did it go? I was gonna get all the. Oh yeah, Logan Mountain. I heard the power went out. So Al Lewis told me. Uh yeah, so Friday was Logan at Mountain Crest, and Logan beat the Mustangs twenty six to seven, and uh, Skyview beating Bear River thirty seven to twenty one. Which remember coming up at five fifteen, we'll call out for the Skyview bread and butter play of the game. Uh, so if you can remember what they said was the bread and butter play of the game from Old Grist Mill, if you can call in and correctly identify it coming up at 515, we'll get you a certificate that you can use for uh, some free bread at the Old Grist Mill. So nice win for Skyview. Uh, good win for Logan as well over Mountain Crest. Um, and then a rough night for Box Elder, losing 37 to 27. To Northridge, uh, Preston. They won their game against Bonneville. West Side beat Marsh Valley, shut them out, twenty-eight to nothing. Uh, Bear Lake struggled against Firth in their loss, and uh, Malad also getting blown out by North Fremont. So, hmm. kind of the local area high school football scores. But uh, for uh, the uh, RPI for the state of Utah UHSAA, can't say that I'm super surprised. No. It's Ridgelines to are. lose, Eric. That's the way you look at it the rest of the year. It's Ridgelines to lose. So do they even do a first-round bye if there's only See, 13 yeah, I don't know. teams? I don't know. That's what's so stupid about this. I wouldn't think you would because everybody's going. Like three teams play, it just that wouldn't work. Again, everybody makes dumb decisions, but that's a really <laughs> dumb one they made. God, I'm so annoyed by that. Uh, so bad. Weird. All right, let's get to our pick six results. All right, let's do it. Let's get this over with. Let's go recap the weekend. Did I, this is when we try to predict what might happen. Instead, and here's of how close we got it. Us reading result by result. Just tell me if I won or not. 
It comes down to the wire, AJ. Does it really? So the margin of victory, the combined because margin of victory. everybody would rather just fast forward through the commercials. USU, Boise, Nevada, in their games, what was the combined margin of victory? The line was set at 80 and a half, and it was actually 104. Utah State won by 24. Boise State won by 41. Nevada wins their game by 39. I took the over. You took the under, so that's one for me. Uh, Ridgeline over Green Canyon by 12 and a half. We both took the over on that. So I've got two. You've got one. Points by Connor Coles. Set the line at seven and a half. He actually had 12 points, two field goals and a bunch of extra points. So he had 12 points. You took the over. I took the under. So now we're tied two apiece. Uh, Would North Dakota have more rushing attempts than passing attempts? Yes or no? They had 24 rushing attempts, 32 passing attempts. Um, I said no, so I got that correct. I thought you said this comes down to the wire. So I've got three, you've got two. Uh, Tom Brady versus the Cowboys. Oh, man. Two and a half touchdown passes. Dude, Brady got saucy with me. He got four, so you took the over on that. You got that correct. So here we go, Ajay. It's three to three. All right. It comes down to the Utah and BYU game. Okay. Utah over BYU. The line was set at 13 and a half. Mm-hmm. You took the over. I took the under. So I win. Long story short, I won pick six and you lost. That left. wasn't even short, though, dude. No, the end there, the long story short, is I won pick six and you didn't. You could have just said that at first and we wouldn't have to go through all the results. But that's how we recap the weekend that was. No. That, that doesn't. 9315. I love the agony show that RJ puts on as you go through pick six. So don't just tell me the winner. <laughs> you know, 9315. You can be a really good dude. You can be a jerk, too, sometimes, you know? Whose side are you on? Eric's or mine? Because you keep swapping every other week. Hey, uh, Colin Coward. Oh, why? Just no. saw this. You just put this out on the Twitter. Don't don't read Colin Coward. Don't do it. Dude. I would consider Brent Brennan. San Jose State, zero budget, and won his conference. Smart, ethical, out-prepared, and out-coached Helton two weeks ago. Gets the West. You know, it's funny. You and Colin Coward are like alike. You both look like each other. You both give stupid takes. That's not my take. That's Colin Coward's take. Yeah, but you have stupid takes too, Eric. <laughs> that is a really bad take by him, though. There's no you earthly imagine? way USC is going to take... <laughs> How could he say Brennan outcoached Helton when they would USC beat San Jose thirty to seven? No, dude, the game was a lot closer than that. That was a four. That was a seven point game in the fourth quarter. San Jose State just got overwhelmed and exhausted by the fourth. But could you imagine like Bob Stoops, Chris Peterson, Cal Whittingham, Urban Meyer, all at the line saying, "Hey, we were interested in the job." And he walks by all of them, gets in his private jet, goes to San Jose State, California, goes to Brent Brennan's door and said, you're our guy. This is what the USC Nation wants. They want Brent Brennan of San Jose State. Oh, 
please do it. Uh, oh, I beg of you. Hey, coming up next hour, we'll get more into Utah State and their victory over North Dakota. We'll hear from the coach and the players coming up. Stick around. The whole thing is. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Remember all those predictions and all the analysis that you heard over the last six months? Throw them out the window after week one of the NFL. The Super Bowl buzz in Buffalo will have to wait, and the Bills lost at home to the Steelers. Everyone who said the Texans were the worst team in the NFL will recalibrate after Houston blew out the Jags. Maybe it's not that shocking the Saints beat the Packers. It's how they beat the Packers. New Orleans completely shut down Aaron Rodgers while Jameis Winston threw five touchdowns. How about the Cardinals blowing out the Titans in Nashville, the Eagles dominating the Falcons in Atlanta? And don't forget the Bengals started out with an overtime win over the Vikings. It was a wild Sunday. Now we have to resist the urge to overreact. These storylines and many others could flip by next week, but that's why we love the National Football League. Even if many of the things we all predicted turned out to be false, at least after week one. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Chances are you're probably in your car right now, and that means at some point you're going to have to fill up that gas tank. Why not get cash back when you do? The free GetUpside app does just that. It gives you cash back on every gallon you buy. And right now, use the promo code FOOTBALL. You'll receive an extra $0.25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. And that can be 5 bucks or more back in your wallet. The GetUpside app is easy to use. Just claim the cash back offer at the gas station you want, pay with your card, check in, and boom, you're earning cash back for just buying gas. Do yourself a favor. Download the GetUpside app right now. Make sure you use the promo code FOOTBALL to earn that extra 25 cents per gallon cash back on your first fill-up. Start earning cash back every time you fill up with GetUpside. And remember that promo code is FOOTBALL. An extra 25 cents per gallon cash back. Get up. It doesn't matter if it runs on gas or diesel. The best deal on filters is now during the Napa Gold Filter Sale. You'll find every Napa filter on sale, plus Napa 15W40 oil, $9.99 a gallon. Chevron Dello 15W40, $11.99 a gallon. Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil, $2.99 a quart. These offers and a whole lot more valid during the Napa Gold Filter Sale. Now through September 15th at your five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts stores. Life is hard, so making sure you find that perfect woman is important. You need someone that will be by your side through the good and the bad. Once you have found her, show her that she is special with a beautiful diamond ring from Jerex. Yes, it is all about the romance. At Jerex, you won't find a more intimate setting. Where you purchase the ring might not be as important as who you choose to marry, but it's pretty close. Jerex, find jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jerex. And Southern Idaho's home for sports. KLGN Logan, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. We are Fox Sports. And here's what you need to know. The Monday night football matchup, 8-15 Eastern time, is Baltimore at Las Vegas. And for Vegas, they will be missing guard Richie Incognito tonight. 49ers running back Raheem Mostert will miss about eight weeks. He'll have arthroscopic knee surgery. San Francisco defensive back Jason Verrett is out for the year with a torn ACL. And Lions defensive back Jeff Akuda out for the year with a ruptured Achilles. Washington quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick could reportedly miss six to eight weeks after yesterday's hip injury in the opener. Broncos wide.
wide receiver Jerry Judy will miss four to six weeks with his high ankle sprain. USC has fired head coach Clay Helton. His record in the past three-plus seasons was 19-14. and 14. The new quarterback at Texas is Casey Thompson. In baseball today, the Yankees in 10 innings beat Minnesota 6-5. Yankees now a half game out of the wild card behind Toronto and Boston. Toronto about to start up at home against Tampa Bay. I'm Steve DeSager. Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm 1390 am the fan eric france and aj salveson here on the full court press hey would you pay me if happy I happy monday it? everybody would you pay me if i did ask it i gotta get something out of that man absolutely i do it and i'm seriously gonna ask him uh hey coach uh aj salveson here from 1069 the fan um curious you know, you're one of those vampire kind of guys, the Edwards of Twilight, if you will. I want to know, what player right now is really sucking the juice and the verve from the team that stood out to you so far? <laughs> Who's really vampired this team all the way through so far, Coach? Oh, God, please. Do, oh. You, have, do you have anybody that's like a vampire who <laughs> sucks there you go. the verve? That, that's the good, yeah. There you go. The juice. Who's your vampire player of the week? <laughs> VPOW. You seem to be an expert on mystical creatures. Are you still going vampires or are we moving on to werewolves now, coach? <laughs> oh, man. Or mermaids and uh, mermen because you took down Navy. Dude, please. I've got to find a way to get onto his press conference. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. God bless this guy. I am so happy to be playing him. Uh, 9315, ask a few things. Uh, with the talk of realignment, what does the Mount West Conference have to do to stay number one in the non-Power 5 conference in college sports? Well, first, they're not number one in non-Power, but... In non-Power? Who would be? In the group of five? Yeah. Uh, I'd say the AAC. Mm. Okay. All right, fair enough. Uh, Cincinnati's a... Top 10 team. And he, well, yeah, that's one team. Uh, let's see. Could Utah State find some way to eventually be a Power 5 and forget the Mountain West? Unless the Pac-12 invites him, it ain't happening. Yeah, Not going to happen. Yeah. And then he says, I you could use the Count Dragula reference from Sesame Street. Oh, man. That's what I could do. Hey, uh, Coach, uh, you know, just want to ask you, you know, Who's your Count Dracula guy this year? Sucking the juice and the verb. From the, I'm going to ask him. I'm going to try and do it with a straight face. Kent, promise I'll be successful. Yeah, good luck with that. But you have to have it written down. I'm do it. Oh, man. Or you'd oh, yeah. screw it up. <laughs> I know I would. <laughs> I'm going to screw it up. <laughs> hey, if you want to text into our show, 435-339-0321. We're going to be frank with you. Uh, we were not live on Friday because Eric had a wedding and I had a football game. So we were not going to be here. So we recorded our show, so we got a bunch of great text in. We appreciate those text messages, but we are live today. You are looking live. 
from the Cash Valley Media Group studio. We're yeah, so we're live. So and you know, Leon Rose, Piranhas, 9310-5879-6891. No, not him. But you know, we only had a few texters. Let's pick up the text line a little bit. We gotta get saucy. Come on. Uh the opening weekend well, not the opening. The weekend that was, I should say that, for the Mountain West had some bright spots and had some more embarrassments. Um, you know, Boise State took care of business after kind of a rough start uh, at uh, UCF. They come home, their home opener, destroy UTEP on Friday night. Um, look, UNLV played pretty tough in the first half at Arizona State. They were down 14-10, to 10, so they're in the ball game. But then Arizona State scores 23 points in the second half and blanks them in the second half. Um, so UNLV is down 0-2. Uh, Wyoming went on the road at Northern Illinois and beat uh, uh, beat Northern Illinois 50-43. to 50 to 43. Air Force went to Navy. Got their offensive coordinator fired. Navy's offensive coordinator <laughs> fired. <laughs> USC just stayed home and got their head coach fired. Yeah, well, that's true. So Air Force, they're off to a two and zero start. Uh, New Mexico went to New Mexico. Excuse me, hosted New Mexico State, and their quarterback got the offensive player of the week. But they they were in a dogfight against the New Mexico State Aggies. That doesn't really speak well for New Mexico. But they are two and zero. Give them credit for that. San Diego State goes to Arizona and they just they handled Arizona. 38 to 14. Big win for the Aztecs. Um and uh had some great things on special teams, a blocked punt, uh returned it for a touchdown. Fresno State beating up on Cal Poly, Nevada, just up the road from us here in Pocatello, beat up on uh uh no, excuse me, that game was at Nevada, but it was Idaho State who was at Nevada. Uh, the Wolfpack won that one. Hawaii losing to Oregon State 45 to 27. But the game that's really kind of embarrassing and for the Mountain West is uh, not I mean it was a Power 5 school, but Colorado State was hosting Vanderbilt. Colorado State had a lead late in that game and still ends up losing to a team that had lost 11 straight. And they lose to Vanderbilt 24 to 21. On uh, a field goal that goes through with like 19 seconds to go to seal the victory. Uh, so Colorado State is 0 and 2 on the season. the The back half of USU's football schedule is looking better and better all the time. Aj. Yeah, it. There's like six buys. I love bye weeks. We have like six of them now. Thank you. Uh, five two four two text in. Should Oregon be ranked higher in the rankings? So here's what your top four look like, Eric. Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Oregon. That's your top four. So right now, Oregon's in the college football playoffs. That's consistent in both polls. Uh, Iowa, Clemson, A&M, Cincinnati, Ohio State drops six spots, and Penn State ran out your top ten. In the B- AP. BYU jumps up to 23 after their win over Utah. Michigan and Miami are in, uh, Actually, Miami's down two spots. Michigan jumps into the, the rankings, as does Arkansas after throttling Texas who is bounced out. Yeah, Texas is out. So is Utah. As they both should be, to be yeah. very honest with you. Yep. That's embarrassing. Uh, da, 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 5338, Todd Orlando is a DC at USC. What do you think happens to him? I think he stays this year, but I think he's gone after it's over. Yeah, I agree. Because their interim isn't going to be the head coach for USC next year. I think he... Uh, 
They're searching for bigger fish like Bobby Brennan. Yeah, I think he updates his resume and makes some phone calls. I forgot Orlando's over there. Yeah. yeah he, he ended up at, at Texas with uh, Coach Herman, and then Herman got elevated to uh, – excuse me, he went to Houston. Yeah. Then from Houston went to uh, to Texas, and Todd Orlando was with him there, and then they made a change, and Todd ends up going out to USC to be there with uh, Clay Helton. Good heck. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I yeah, I don't think Tarlando will be the DC next year. I think they're going to completely whitewash that staff, start I, completely over. Yes. Nine nine four eight ask, do you think the Gators can upset Alabama in the swamp Saturday? No, dude, Alabama is a one man wrecking machine. They took Miami and made them look like a New Mexico State. <laughs> Miami. Florida ranked ninth in the coaches, 11th in the AP. Florida is a better team than Miami was, but um, I don't think they'll upset yeah. Alabama. We're, we're asking, we might be asking too much of Florida. Do they keep the game close? Yes. I think it's closer than what you got from the Miami-Alabama game, but I don't think they how What's the uh, Skittles on that, Eric? Do you know? Uh, I, I can find it. Would they show it already, or do they wait? Do you do they? No, wait? they'd have it. They'd have it by now. I'd be okay. So here's my guess, and this is just a guess. I'm gonna say six and a half. If it is in double digits, I'm going to laugh, but not be surprised. You say you're thinking six and a half. I'm gonna say six and a half in the line for Skittles. Okay, as of right now. Yeah, what's the Skittles? Fifteen and a half. <laughs> Okay, they might win by 23 then. Remember, the what? game's at Florida. Yeah, but dude, this game against Miami was like at a neutral site. And it was a 44-13 to 13 game. This is 15 and a half against the top 10 team in the country, Eric. Oh, and guess what? The Aggies get to play Alabama next year. <laughs> at Alabama. It's true. Oh, Godspeed. If we have nobody dead and nobody injured, it's a win. <laughs> That's a win for us That's, in our books. If, uh, as long as they come back with all their body parts intact. <laughs> We're going to be all right. We'll be okay. We're going to have a chance for the Consider year. It's a victory. It's, <laughs> we won. <laughs> yeah, uh, 15, really, 15 and a half on Skittles. Okay, well, forget everything I just said. They're winning by 23, I guess. Call. <laughs> okay, do you, do you think they cover Alabama? Uh, I think Alabama covers. I don't know how you disagree. Oh, man. That is bonkers. That's a great game, though. Ah, man. Some of these games coming up are really... Dude, the Utah-USC game lost its luster here coming up in two weeks, so didn't it? Pretty badly, too. Uh, speaking of the... Let's get back to the Aggies. This was yeah. a good win for them. A slow start, a big delay uh, with their storm, lightning, it rained... Hey, huge props to the student section. Oh, they were awesome. They stuck through so all good. of it, and they they hang tough. Um, the uh, the rest of the stadium, I saw some pictures. Aj didn't look great from the home crowd. No, it, it was great. I'm gonna I'm gonna correct student you. Student section was great. I'm gonna stop but, you and correct you, Eric. Okay, because I wasn't uh, like I said, I wasn't there. I yeah. saw pictures. It didn't look great, but yeah. it could have changed. I'm gonna stop and correct you. It was a really great crowd. Good. Then, and then the lightning hit, the rain hit, and parents got their kids out of there and and, and got on, and I don't blame them at all. And it was eight thirty at night when we started this game. 
close to 840. Well, no, it was 817 when we had kickoff. I, I, I digress. 817 when we had kickoff. But, you know, and it was just wet. You just take your kids home, take your families home, and go watch the game on TV. But the student section was great. And they were chatting, we won't leave. We won't leave. Like, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, I, I, I thought the student section was phenomenal. I thought the herd was great. Um, Coach Anderson, the, the, the players, the staff, um, we're so grateful, so appreciative of the student body being willing to stick around and hang out uh, till uh, kickoff and throughout the game. Okay, so there's been some debate about why Coach Anderson decided to switch sides. Yes. Why is he having his team on the west side yes. and putting opponents on the east side? Because for forever, Utah State has always been on the east side with the students behind him, cheering them on. Um, but he was asked in his press conference today, why the change? Very simply, we've got a great student section. To me, one of the, the just the cool things about a Saturday afternoon at your home stadium is is utilizing a student section to make a hostile environment for the opponent. Never seen it look quite like it looked on a Friday night. I can, can only hope that it gets bigger and more packed and even louder than it is already. I've been in environments where that is that is a weapon, and we feel like it is for us. And, and we're gonna we're gonna lean on the student section and the herd in a big big way here as this place gets you know more and more crowded and louder and louder. It just feeds those guys and they feed us. So uh, that's why we moved them over there. We just we want them to be the twelfth man, and I think they can be uh, in a big way here for us. So the other I guess the other advantage is that. Whenever Utah State plays, they're going to be on that same sideline. Yep, I would agree. Whether you're home or away, that's how you're going to be facing. Yep, not that it makes a big deal. But. Uh, no, not really. But I, I never got away on the other side, anyways. Like we're facing the sun. Like we're playing games at five o'clock at night, and the sun is just beaming right into their eyeballs. Why? What are we doing? Like while the other, like the visiting teams, just hanging out in the shade. You know, with all the nice booster people who are being polite and reverent and whatever. Yeah, but later in the year, that's an advantage. Like, you got the sun on you, it keeps you warm. Oh, and the other geez. team's in the keeps shade me and they're warm. cold. Eric, you're there to play football, not sit next to the bench heater. Keep me warm. Well, if you're on the offense and the defense is out there, you want to stay warm. But you can't loose. stay warm. <laughs> if we go over here, there's so much shade. Oh, shut it. A, a couple of things, uh, several different players uh, really stood out in their performances on uh, Friday night. And one of those definitely was Logan Bonner. Uh, great game for him, nearly 400 yards passing, uh, four touchdowns. He did have uh, an interception, but uh, he was used a little bit in the run game too. But uh, how much more are we going to see of that? Is, is he the best quarterback suited to be doing that? Uh, he did run the ball what ten times, with uh, limited success, like gaining yards. He's definitely not like Andrew Peasley is, but uh, Blake Anderson says that he uh, will use Logan Bonner to run. Couple design runs, couple couple where he pulled down and ran on his own. Didn't run you know very well, but but he's also playing kind of one leg. He he took a big shot against Washington State. Played through pretty significant injury this week. That'll only get better. He's feeling better already. Uh, the numbers in the box were just really really light. The way they were playing us, you had to take advantage of a little bit of that and we did and he he was effective. Uh he he wasn't explosive by any means and he's a different kind of runner than Pease. 
Obviously, Pease is explosive, and I would say Logan is very efficient and effective. But he did move the change when we needed him to, uh, even though some of it wasn't real pretty, and I gave him a hard time about that. But if you could see what his leg looked like, I think people would understand uh, just how tough of a dude he is because uh, a lot of guys probably would not have been able to do what he did this past week. We're always going to try to keep defenses honest, and we're not afraid to run him. He ran all through high school. He ran in his career at Arkansas State. It just looks different than some of the other guys, but it, it is efficient enough that if you don't defend us with the quarterback run, that he can hurt you and can, can move the chains. And so we'll always keep that involved in, in the system. Why are we running him if he's got like a one leg? We need we need the guy. Let's keep him healthy. Again, I'm not the coach, but man, like he's like limping around. He's got a fat bruise on his leg. Should be good to go this Saturday night. But jeez, can we just we can we calm down and not not kill our players two games into the season? And I, he is. He's a gritty, gutsy, moxie kind of a player, is Logan Bonner. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I love, 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 love the confidence that Anthony Tucker and that Coach Anderson have in the offense to go for it on fourth down. Ooh, yes. Oh, give me lots of sauce on this one. Overload it. Because, dude, he is He's a guy who goes in coaches to win. Not like the guy last year. It's, hey, we're going here to win a ball game. Have to play second fiddle and punt the ball every other. I mean, we got a great punter, but no. Huge fourth down conversion at in Pullman last oh, week. Oh, and then several full th- fourth down huge. attempts this week too. Yep, yep. Just kept grinding it out. Uh, there was one fourth down play that I was not thrilled with. Um, it was a ball to the corner of the end zone. It was contested. Probably shouldn't have been thrown. Stuff like that. Like, I mean, not thrilled about. But for I mean, so I think they went what four six on fourth down, I believe. So, not a bad night on the fourth down side of it, but, uh, yeah, good stuff from, from Bonner. And, uh, again, the uh, fourth down stuff has been awesome. Fourth down, I, I tell our guys before the season we're going to be calculated but aggressive in that area. Uh, it's not something I really want to do. I'd much rather move the chains on second and third down. Um, but, but if fourth down presents itself, uh, there are – a lot of analytics involved in that, where it's probable, where it's needed, where it's a high risk play, and uh, and where field position, you know, field position, and uh, and those sorts of things play into to the factor. There were a couple of tough decisions the other night, whether to take the points or take the the chance to score, um, and and for the most part, with the exception of one, I felt like you know the offense paid us paid dividends and, and paid us off. So we. Uh, it's stressful, not really where I want to be all the time, but it's something uh, that we talk a lot about, we prepare for, and we uh, take a very calculated but aggressive approach in that area. Um, and, and I think everybody, offense and defense alike, are all on the same page so that if the result doesn't go the way we want, nobody panics. And we, we play the percentages of field position and play good defense and, and get the ball back to the offense. So um, – each week's different, too, I'll tell you. I mean, it's not always the same. It's not just a blanket answer. Uh, the the opponent, the situation, the circumstances all dictate uh, what we're going to do. And I would say we're playing to win. Uh, I mean, that's the key. We're playing to win, not afraid to lose, if that if that makes sense. So it's just a mindset going in. And I love that. They were 4-16 on third down conversions on Friday night. They went 4-6 on fourth down conversions. They were four of sixteen on third downs, and four of six 
on fourth down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no kidding, right? Got a few texts in. 5879 text in. It says, Friday night weather was rough uh, for families with young kids to attend. Loved having the student section chant, you can't do that, right in the face of the opposing team. See, that's the great thing, is that student section can play a, uh, a 12th man for you. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're, they're yelling at the quarterback, you know, they're telling him to throw with the opposite arm because he can't throw with the correct arm. <laughs> they're, you know, they're, I, I love it. it. That's what the student section for. That is what the herd is made of. Allow them to do their job and their job is to go out there and get in the player's head appropriately. You know, don't get derogatory, but appropriately. And I think they do a great job with that. 9315, who is AJ and Eric's favorite player of the team? I don't have one. Favorite player on the team? Yeah, Eric. Oh, that's who, hard. Yeah, who's your favorite player, Eric? Let's hear it. Uh, I think probably at this point, I would probably lean more towards Devin Tompkins. He's a good dude. Uh, great yeah. player, great interview. Like it. 0737. Bonner needs to work on his timing with wide receivers. He throws very late on most routes. More experienced de- Defensive backs will easily pick him off later in the year. There was one throw. It was a simultaneous catch between Derek Wright and the defender. And uh, it should have been picked off. I mean, it was thrown behind Wright. And Wright made a great adjustment, quick as a cat, to get his body around and fight for that ball. Ty went to the receiver, but it probably should have been picked off. I can tell you right now, Eric... He doesn't get away with that throw against Boise or Air Force or especially BYU. No way. They would have ate him alive. 9310. Hopefully there is no reason to storm the field this year. Students running through the other team is a bad idea. Good point. That's a yeah, that's a really good point. Avoid that, kids. Very good mm. thought. 2603. Great start to the season. 2 and 0. I like Bonner, but his his running was rough. <laughs> yeah. He's just getting beat up a lot, man. Right, and he's on one leg. Yeah, he's he is. He is. Like, he's limping around, and you're like, jeez, how long is this guy going to be able to go? So hopefully he's healthy for Air Force. They'll need him. Uh, all right, coming up next here on the Full Court Press, a quick timeout. When we come back, uh, Coach Anderson talks about Justin Rice and the defense. Justin Rice, uh, Defensive Player of the Week, continues to be outstanding in what he's doing in an Aggie uniform. So more from Coach Anderson coming up on the Full Court Press. This is the Herd. The winner in this is also Colin Cowherd. There's not as many smart people as you think. You know, it's just a reality. It'd be a no-brainer if you said, you know, hey, you got a chance to get uh, Wayne Gretzky on your team or you get a chance to have Michael Jordan on your team. Oh, we don't need him. You know, no thanks. We're, we're good. Yes, he is Wayne Gretzky and he is Michael Jordan. And... Um... He's right. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. If you want to hit a home run or score a touchdown when it comes to your vehicle's maintenance, get your oil changed at Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan. This is Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Preventative maintenance is huge in your game plan to keep your vehicle on the road. Not only do we change your oil, but we can also provide other services like recharging your air conditioning. Stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main in Logan, across from Angie's. 
Hi, this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. Are you getting ready to retire, but your spouse isn't 65 yet? We can help. We focus on health insurance, so we can provide you the best possible services and information. Come the third Thursday, September 16th at 7 p.m. to our free seminar. We'll empower you with the information you need to make a confident decision. Come see us at LSS Insurance, the third Thursday, September 16th at 7 p.m. Call 752-9493 to RSVP as seating is limited. I'm here with Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Jay, I hear your ads for CPAP resupply all the time. What do I need to do to just get that taken care of? It's easy. We can set up your CPAP resupply within a few minutes. We'll work out all the insurance for you, and then we'll start mailing the supplies straight to your door. You can even chat with a CPAP specialist online. Just visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. We'll have you sleeping better in no time. Alpine Home Medical, we bring the new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. From Licky and Sticky to all, oh, it, it got was, all over me. It was a trap all along. Oh. From Licky and Sticky, I and what in the world? <laughs> That's what you, you no, you said you it. Took a one you step, said you it. You took it one step further by bringing someone else into this, and then <laughs> and then I have to leave. You know what, Eric? You can go to naughty jail <laughs> and think about things what? right now. No. Yes, you're going to naughty jail. Oh, come on now. No, don't don't tell me. I love how you felt guilty as soon as you said it too. <laughs> you're like, oh, that was gross. Uh, 0737 text in Eric Not to be that guy Quote unquote But those refs were beyond awful Do we know if they were Mountain West refs? They were actually They were working another game that I saw On Saturday What game was it? I saw the same ref with the big Huge arms Guy was buff Oh yeah dude you see Bleacher Report Tweeted about the ref About that guy no. For the Utah State game, they're like, Utah State versus North Dakota ref. Something, like, works out or whatever. It was nuts. Yeah. Um, he's like the Ed Hockley of referees. Yes, that's who he reminded me of. Uh, Eric, again, 48-24, your final score on uh, Friday night. Aggie's now getting ready for Air Force. Eric, I know we'll get into Air Force on Wednesday. But, boy, they North Dakota was like a mini version of Air Force in some ways. In regards of... Being very physical, offensively and defensively, and that was something that stood out to me. Okay, um, I, I and I hope I loved how USU responded. It just it took a bit for them to respond to it. That's kind of what concerns me the most because we talked about it in the first hour. You get down by twenty-one to seven to Air Force, and they're smelling blood. Right. It, that's really that's a team that's really hard to come back from because you you will have limited possessions oh, and limited eat time. The clock. Yep, they're good at that. But a guy who uh, no numerous performers on Friday, as we already mentioned, Logan Bonner and how well he did at the quarterback position. Derek Wright was fantastic. Uh, Devin Tompkins was awesome. Uh, but defensively, it was Justin Rice, uh, the leader of the defense, two takeaways, uh, and he continues to affect teams with how well he sees what's going on before him. And uh, Coach Anderson had high praise for this week's Mountain West Conference Defensive Player of the Week. They're all playing uh, with tremendous effort, and I think the fact that we're getting a lot of hats to the ball is the key. Uh, you know, the first ball that he picked off was tipped by by uh, Dom, and, and that allowed him to 
to catch it off the bounce. Uh, the pressure that we're creating uh, with Wade Marcus and Halle and and uh, Pat and, and Byron and, and Henniger. I mean, it's, it's it's not just one guy. And you're right. We have a ton of guys that are they're playing at a high level. They came into the season with a chip on their shoulder, uh, based off how <clears throat> things have gone the last year or two defensively. They've adapted to our philosophy and our approach of of really chasing the ball at a high level, getting a lot of ads to it. And I think Justin just has a tremendous amount of confidence. He's played a lot of ball. He's extremely high IQ and and, and can see things happening that 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 a coach would see on film. And it, it, you don't have to tell him. He sees it and he's aware of it. He also studies film a lot during the week. The last interception clearly was really just him making a great play. He he noticed the alignment of the back as compared to how he'd been lining up earlier in the game and knew he was going to swing that way and it carried him right to the ball. That's that's something you can try to teach all you want, but that's just innate experience and ability, and, and he's playing at a, at a very high level. I never get tired of talking uh, about him. I, I love the kid to death. Glad he came with us. He's been a, a kid I, I've fallen in love with just over the last year of really getting to know him. He is a uh, very sarcastic, funny uh, guy to be around. Um, I get tired of him talking about him. I don't get tired of talking about him, but I get tired of him talking about him sometimes. But uh, but it's a unique uh, relationship. Glad we have him. He's 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 playing phenomenal. He's in great shape. Uh, expect him if we can keep him healthy, just to keep seeing him get better and better as the season goes on. So that's Blake Anderson talking about <laughs> Justin Rice. I love that. Uh, I get tired of him talking about him, but I don't get tired of talking about him. But, no, Justin Rice has been a great addition uh, to this defense. Like There was already some good leadership and experience there at the linebacker position, but he just comes in and makes it even that much better. Um, we were talking beforehand, like, uh, he is active, he is doing things, but Kevin Metzenheimer, we don't, we're not hearing his name very much because Justin Rice is in there doing a lot of things. A.J. Vongbachan also in there mixing things up. So it's a really good linebacker core for Utah State, and it's uh, led by Justin Rice. And so doing a really good job there, kind of solidifying and being the quarterback of the defense. And look, that's another guy who is going to need, that the Aggies are going to need to come up big in this uh, next couple of games for Utah State defensively. Yeah, and then I, I think the other key to it, Eric, is assignment football. We've talked about this time and time and time and time again, over and over and over and over again about Air Force. When it comes to the defensive side of the ball, it is about sound and assignment football. Do not leave your assignment. Even if you think that the other guy is going to get the ball, don't leave your assignment because you have no idea how that ball could end up back in his hands. Stay where you're supposed to be. Do your job. And if you don't, you're going to get gashed for just amounts of yardage. Well, I think it was in his opening statement, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but he said that North Dakota challenged Utah State uh, in, their, in their eyes and their men mentality, their mental toughness, in paying attention and following and, and staying focused on what needs to be done. Uh, they were able to get that adjusted and fixed and then play better as the game went on. But, uh, yeah, as we've said many times, that that's something that can be a death sentence if you're going up against Air Force the way that they play. You can't uh, you can't not be focused. You have to be dialed in on what your assignment is and what the game plan is and go right at it. Um, in fact, uh, here's a couple other things that, well, one other thing I want to get to too is we haven't really seen a lot of the tight end in the yeah. passing game. 
Now, part of that could be Carson Terrell. He's missed some games. Well, and Brock Lane's out for the year. Concussion protocol, and so he hasn't really had that uh, tight end option. But uh, he did explain a little bit about uh, using the tight end. Yeah, and how he's using it offense. and why he's using it, too. This is good. Well, we've been without Carson, obviously, and we're absolutely hoping to get him back this week. We've just had to be really, really cautious with his injury. Losing Brock Lane the beginning of the season to the ACL was a big blow. He was he was doing great. Um, it's not been by design. It, it's kind of been just based off how we're getting played. They, they're obviously in the in the mix, uh, but but we are a little bit thin, and, and we have been missing uh, a, a veteran leader that that we expect to get back out on the field this week. They'll be more and more involved as we go. Some of it's just based off of how we get played. Some of it's just kind of victim of circumstance. But we we uh, they've done a really good job, to be honest with you, in the role that we've given them to uh, help us move the ball. I, I can see that expanding as as we get Carson back on the field. We have a little bit more depth. So right, it, it's hard to use the tight end much when your most experienced guy tight is not available. Is, yeah, <laughs> it's a, he'll be available this Friday or this Saturday against Air Force, which will be huge. How they use him, Eric using an experienced and talented tight end who can catch the ball and run good routes, that's what's going to be interesting to me. See them and watch for them to open up the playbook a little bit and try to use a little bit more and spread the field a little bit more with Tompkins, with Van Leeuwen, with Nathan, with Scarver, uh, and with Terrell out there now. You could see some of the stuff, especially with the no-huddle offense. Well, and I, when I spoke to Carson Terrell before their trip to Washington State, Carson said that, uh, the tight end position is used a little bit differently in this offense. It's used more in, in run blocking or pass blocking schemes, but they do have options where they do like to use the tight end in some of those passing situations. We just haven't seen Carson Terrell out there yet to see how they would like to optimally use the tight end. So I, I agree. I think in future games here, we're going to see more out of that tight end position. I would absolutely agree. Uh, really quickly, I know we got to go to break here. Two things, though. Uh, a few texts came in. 2603, North Dakota was a good eye-opener for the defense to understand they need to be sound, especially going into Air Force. Amen. Again, they're like a Very mini true. Air Force, that North Dakota team, so this will be a good opportunity for them to see that. Uh, 8968, there should be no problem with Air Force. After all, the Aggies are a really old team. Uh, it's a good point. I mean, this is a team with a lot of experience and a lot of guys that have faced Air Force many times. So while the coaching staff may not be as familiar, there are a lot of players who are. Yeah. Uh, and 5242 <laughs> asks the question, do we stand a chance at Air Force? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, absolutely. certainly they oh, stand a absolutely. chance. Oh, absolutely. I think it's our best chance we've had since 18. Uh, 9948, it was nice to finally see an Aggie coaching staff make an in-game adjustments. It's been a while. I would agree. At halftime, they had to make a few adjustments, did a great job at it, didn't panic, stay calm, Made some adjustments. Kids were able to execute, and you're two and zero going into uh, Colorado Springs this Saturday night. So, for entertainment purposes, Skittles and we discussion, call it. Skittles discussion purposes only, Skittles. Air Force currently favored by eight and a half on Saturday. Oh, under. <laughs> yeah, under. Uh, the other thing we need to do, we we're a little late on this. We apologize. The bread and butter play of the game. Yeah. From the Skyview matchup uh, against Bear River, if you were listening to the game, I know it was uh, delayed, but uh, at the end of the game, Hurricane John Newbold and Rex Davis called out the old gristmill bread and butter play of the game. If you know what it was, now is your time to call in. If you get it correct, four loaves of bread for you and some friends, family, whomever you want to give it to, or just keep it all to yourself at the old gristmill. 
435-752-1069 if you can correctly identify the bread and butter play of the game from the Skyview football game on Friday night. If you're a business, hiring seems to be a concern now and in the future. Plan on attending the Cache Valley Media Group's job fair Thursday, September 23rd at Castle Manor in Hyde Park from 11 to 6. By attending the job fair, you can talk with hundreds of potential employees looking for work or changing careers. Call 752-1390. That's 752-1390. Or go to CacheValleyDaily.com to get involved in the Thursday, September 23rd job fair at Castle Manor in Hyde Park. Presented by the Cache Valley Media Group. This is Ryan at My Mattress. A few nights ago, my wife Amy and I were at a movie in Lewiston. It was late, so when we got out, we drove around a little bit. What did we notice? Every light in Lewiston was on. Nobody was sleeping very well. The next day, I checked my computer at My Mattress to see how many people in Lewiston were sleeping on an IntelliBed. The answer I found? Not many. Lewiston, I thought we had this figured out. If you want to sleep soundly, you got to buy an IntelliBed. Only at My Mattress. There's a lot of strain on various industries right now. Supply stretched thin as demand is at an all-time high. If you are building or remodeling and are looking for ideas for stone to face your home, it's crazy. Coldwater Stone and Tree Modern and Castellite and Logan want to take that frustration and challenge away from you. They are a local homegrown business with stone products made by Coldwater and sold by Castellite. Stop in and make your choice today for brick, block, rock, paver, and tile. Go where the pros go, online at castellite.com. What's the deal with the Dan Patrick Show? Dan Patrick. You're still fighting for Tiki Barber to get in the Hall of Fame. I'm not even actually a fan of Tiki Barber, really, but his stats suggest he's a Hall of Famer. His stats blow away Marshawn Lynch. Okay, because that's the debate now. Marshawn Lynch is retired. Yes, he. If Pete Carroll had just given the ball to Marshawn oh. to run in, instead of throwing that pass, we wouldn't even it wouldn't even be a question that he's Hall of Famer. Right. Dan Patrick. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Ascent Aesthetics is throwing a parking lot party Monday, September 13th from 4 to 8. The first 50 people receive gift bags. Enjoy food trucks, prizes every 15 minutes, live demos, and you can win amazing treatments like Botox, skin care, laser hair removal, and microneedling. Special pricing is available on all purchases. Join us Aesthetics Monday, September 13th from 4 to 8 at 169 North Gateway Drive, Providence. Prizes, fun, and food. Go to AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com for more details. Ascent Aesthetics looks forward to meeting you. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Ajay, did you feel the thunder last night? That was one heck of a lightning and thunderstorm that rolled through late last night. I thought you were making another naughty joke there for a second. No, I'm about to I'm, send you to horny jail I'm there, not, but... Uh, I'm making naughty jokes. I, You're the ones that coming uh, up the strange... Really? Really? 9315 sounds like a British show with the naughty talk. Y- yeah, yes. it kind of does. Ajay's because fault. Eric... Over there. You're the one coming up the weird names. Oh, you're the one phrases. that made a joke with a certain special someone included in it. So don't give me that crap, Eric. And then freaking you-know-who comes over. He gives us a play-by-play of eating his donut. That went south, too. I about threw up everything. Oh. You guys are gross. Hey, we're still looking for somebody to correctly identify the bread and butter play of the game from the Skyview you football told me game. Sanjay Galveston won it. <laughs> 
Yes. If, I said if no one calls in, we should give it to Sanjay Aaron. Galveston. I, <laughs> and you like, you took it hook, line, and sinker. Oh, okay, yeah. Who's that? Oh, oh, wow. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll never get to win four loaves of bread, even though I, I need it. You know, I am a starving man from India, and I need bread. But Eric's not willing to help me out. 9463, bring back Cody. He never had dirty jokes. You know what? Yeah, Eric, it's time for you to focus on vice president things. Let's bring back my main man, uh, Justin Timberlake. Bring him back over here, and let's have him run the show for us. Come on. Hey, you know, we may have a new intern starting this next week. What? Are uh, you serious? We're meeting with him tomorrow. Can't wait to see how long he lasts. But I don't here. know if he wants to hang out with us, or I don't. I don't really know where his interests are. Oh, he's one so of I those. I got to with him tomorrow. Are you serious? Yeah, he's well, one of those. What, I don't know what you mean by he's one of those. Well, like that he's. <laughs> oh man, he's interested in radio. Yeah, but like what part? I don't know. That's why I got to sit down with him. He's gonna with be our, like with our operations. Can he go manager. hang out with AJ Knight? I've always wanted to do music. My, he probably I, will request. I love I love Justin Bieber. Hanging out with AJ and McCall. Uh, hey, we are calling out for the Skyview Bread and Butter Play of the Game. If you know what it was, if you can find out, you can go back to CashValleyDaily.com and rewatch the ending of the game if you want, and they'll, they'll tell you there. But uh, if you can correctly identify what it was, 435-752-1069. New Bull, don't be texting people right now telling them what it is to have them call in. Okay. No cheating. Do you think he calls in and disguises his voice? No. I think he texts his people and like, hey, call in. They haven't had anybody win yet. Did you listen to my broadcast? Okay, you know it then? Okay, oh, you don't? Well, here's the answer. Now, call in right now. Go win yourself some bread. <laughs> Thanks for listening to 1069 The Fan. 9463, can I come in for an interview too? Ugh. You know, 9463, I think you'd be our best candidate. You know, you, you hooked me up with some pizza. Oh, that's right. 9463 is You pizza. forgot who 9463 is? What is your problem? How'd you forget 9463? He's the coolest cat in the world. Next to eight, well, with 8003, Piranhas, also my main dude. It's a long list of your favorites. 9315. Number one guy. Here's your chance to, Audrey, to punk the new interns so that you stay number one. Oh. <gasps> Oh, man, dude, we're going to, yeah, hey, if he comes to this station, this show, hey, I've got to, dude, here's the other thing, man, Eric, if we get a new intern, i got to teach that guy everything again, so I taught, what's her name, Booth or Gab, whatever her name is, Gabriella, Gabby, uh, I taught Michael the intern, and then I taught Cody the intern, Yeah. and now I'm going to teach... Sheldon, the intern. Oh, his name's not Sheldon. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. Great. I call. It's like, oh, it's Trevor. Trevor, huh? Trevor. Hi, Trevor. If you're listening to our show right now, I want you to send me your qualifications that you think you'd be a good intern for this place. And what exactly are you looking to be hanging out with Lynn Simmons or well, Jeff and Laura Lee? Or are you, are, are you trying to big time it with Al? It's Are you hard. Al's coattails? It's going to be hard for me to to refer to Trevor and not think of the guy that's in the Marvel movies. I've never seen Marvel movies. It's just the the British actor. Oh, hey, 
By the way, pretending to be the man. Someone didn't know. Someone thought I was lying when I said I didn't know who Thor was a week ago. I never heard the name Thor. And I was like, what the fetch are you talking about? How have you never heard the word, the name of Thor? So I honestly thought it was like a robot from Transformers. When I heard the word Thor, I was like, oh, it's got to be a robot from Transformers. You live in another world. And so I found out that it's a long guy or a big guy with long hair that looks like a girl with a beard. Though, with biceps as big as your face. Yeah, well, steroids can get you a lot of places. It's just that's Martin McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Um, but yeah, I didn't know who Thor was for a long time. <laughs> so I learned about Thor. 9315. Hi, this is Trevor. I'm excited to join up with AJ Knight and the Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what? Oh, that's good stuff. You're grounded. 8968. I just remembered what the Air Force coach said last game they played the Aggies. And was that what, what was it? What was it? 8968. You have to remind us. Yeah. While he thinks of that. That wasn't the vampire quote, was it? Uh, that was no, two years ago. No, I think ago. that's older. I think that's two years old. Um, quarterbacks, <laughs> Utah State. 9463, hey, this is Sheldon. Excited to team up with Cody for next season of the fan. <laughs> Guys suck. <laughs> All right, quarterbacks. We saw Logan Bonner under center uh, and take a lot of snaps yep. for Utah State. Threw the ball well. Majority of them, yep. Um, we did see some Peasley in there. There was a series where he didn't look good. But, dude, he hadn't worn but up. But it by. wasn't really his fault. Coach Anderson takes fault for that, by the way. Yeah, he takes the blame. You know, I think we would have liked to have gotten him on the field a little earlier. Uh, I just think the way the game was going, a little bit surprised about where we were we were at. We didn't want to break the rhythm that we had with, with Logan as he, as he was throwing the ball. And it was clear that, that they were going to force us to put the ball out in space to to beat him and, and honestly just erase the deficit we were under. Um I did a really poor job of of preparing him late to get into get in a game, and I apologized to him on the sideline. Uh, did not give him time to go get loosened up and warm up. We wanted to go ahead and run the offense with him on the field his first series, and and he just he hadn't thrown a ball in two hours, uh, and, and went out and, and I think was uncomfortable. But he he had a great attitude about it. He he went out and and popped the big run late. Nothing makes me happier than to see him have success there at the end. We are going to keep him involved. And I would like to say more than we did this past week. Uh, we're going to find some opportunities to get him on the field, utilize his feet. He can throw the ball as well. He's a great leader. It has been a tremendously hard decision to to play uh, Logan over Peasley in the first place, but that's where we moved. And but we're going to we're going to utilize what Peasley brings to the table and keep him as involved as we possibly can and utilize his skill set in ways I think that can can add kind of even another dimension of frustration to the defenses we're going to play. So uh, that is that is that is our plan moving forward. And what that's going to look like, I don't really know, but he deserves it and has earned it, and the team rallies around him. Uh, I think they appreciate what both those guys are doing in, in, with their own skill sets. It's a nice problem to have. Yeah. Yeah, and I imagine – there are going to be some situations against Air Force, especially, where you need a guy who can scramble and gain extra yards. <laughs> yeah, BYU and Boise State and BYU will be two of those teams that it's going to make it's you true. get out of your comfort zone, make you throw on the run, make you fit the ball into tight windows. You can't get lazy on throws against these two teams. They're gonna they're yeah. gonna punish you for it, Eric. BYU really got after Charlie Brewer. Oh goodness gracious! In I Utah. mean, and that's a good offensive front line, and they demolished him, Eric. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, 5879 says, nope, vampire boy Troy Calhoun said that USC was a bunch of really, really old guys. 8968, they are a really old team because of missionaries. Oh, that's right. Such a crybaby. Dude, I can't wait to interview. I, Dude, I'm jumping on that press conference. I'm going to ask about vampires and juice and verve. I'm doing it. I don't Just care. ask him what his favorite fantasy creature is. Fantastical beast. Dude, I feel like that's going to go really south with him, though. Just, well, you know, you've made comments before about vampires. I'm just curious. Are they your, your favorite? All of a sudden, my Zoom link goes blank. Fantastic creature. You've been eliminated from the call. Mystical beast. <laughs> Can only imagine what his answer is going to be there. Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Yeah. We go full Mike Leach on us. And oh, dude, he could. 20 he, minutes. Honestly, he on could. Some random. He could. Just go full Mike Leach on us. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. 5242 text in. Oh, geez. Thoughts on AJ's Patriots. Yeah, we what are to, your thoughts on the Patriots there, AJ? We, we do need to talk some NFL, Eric. It was a, yes, good, it was a good week one. Do we want to take a break? We do need to take a let's time take out. a break. This is a come good back. Segue for that, and let's talk. So let's talk about my Patriots because I'm actually Eric. I'm positive and I'm optimistic about where we're going. We're going to be okay. And dare I say, AFC East champs. <laughs> wow. The first ever Latino festival is September 18th on Center Street in Logan. Come celebrate the Latin culture with food, music, dance, and cultural performances. The festivities get underway at 3 p.m. Enjoy live bands, a parade with authentic Latin dress. And did we mention food? Ridiculously good food trucks. Then work off the calories with everyone's favorite dance-based workout, Zumba. The Latino Festival is presented by Gosner Foods, where you can earn up to $20 an hour, quarterly bonuses, and free health insurance. Members First Credit Union, our name says it all. Thermo Fisher Hispanic Employees Resources Group, Cytiva, earn hourly wages of $20 or more at Cytiva. iFit, a global company committed to diversity and inclusion, welcomes everyone to the Latino Festival. Bring your family, your friends, and even your dance shoes to the first ever Latino Festival, September 18th starting at 3 p.m. on Logan's Center Street. If you want to hit a home run or score a touchdown when it comes to your vehicle's maintenance, get your oil changed at Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan. This is Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Preventative maintenance is huge in your game plan to keep your vehicle on the road. Not only do we change your oil, but we can also provide other services like recharging your air conditioning. Stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main in Logan, across from Angie's. Did you know aluminum cans are 100% recyclable? They can be recycled over and over again. Take your aluminum cans, aluminum siding, and rain gutters to Valley Recycling. It takes 95% less energy to recycle cans than make new ones. In fact, recycling just one aluminum can saves enough energy to power a TV for three years. And when you take your aluminum to Valley Recycling, you get paid. Yes, Valley Recycling pays for aluminum, copper, brass, and other metals. Recycle and get paid for it. That's why they say when you go green, you get green at Valley Recycling. 145 North 10th West in Logan. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. (laughs) 
Opening weekend of the NFL comes to a close tonight. To Why do you Ravens. sound so freaking excited when you Ravens say Ravens at the Raiders. Oh, NFL's the best. Patriots lost. Oh, it was. I thought it was an exciting weekend oh, of the NFL. it was a great NFL. NFL. You could not have asked for a better week one, Eric. Uh, the Steelers uh, beat the Bills in Buffalo. I mean, that kind of stood out to me. Uh, just how bad Aaron Rodgers looked for Green Bay. That what was a shocker. Fetch. Holy cow. It was so bad that Jordan Love got reps, man. Look, everybody's talking about Jameis Winston and how great he did. And yes, he did pass for five touchdowns, but only 148 yards yeah. passing. So it's not like he was some world beater with throwing the ball around. He did connect at the right time when it mattered. Hey, but how- still, there was a big question about how would that system look without Drew Brees and Jameis Winston. Boy, stepped right into that and uh, looked looked really good with 38-3 win over the Packers. Eric, some of the games that we talked about would stand out to us. For me, one of them was Steelers and Bills. Turns out to be everything and more for it. Josh Allen, 30-51 of 51 for 270 and a one touchdown. Not good enough as the Steelers score 17 in the fourth and win by 7, 23-16. What a win and in front of a hostile Orchard crowd. I mean, they were rowdy and raucous. And the Steelers get there and uh, go in there and get a big win. Great start for them. Sam Darnold gets some revenge on his old team as the Panthers beat the Jets, but uh, Zach Wilson didn't look bad in his first start. Trevor Lawrence didn't look bad in his first start either, but both of those were in losing efforts. Uh, Texans beat the Jaguars 37-21. to A bit of a surprise there. Yes, absolutely. That, that Texans organization is supposed to be in a mess, and they beat up the, tax, or the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cardinals were uh, over the Titans 38-13. Titans are supposed to be an AFC title contending team, and they get blown out by 25 by the Cardinals. Kyler Murray... 21-32 to 32 for 289-4. and four. Yeah, he looked really good. Oh, boy, did he ever. Uh, and, of course, there was a lot of eyes on what was going on with the Rams after Matt Stafford made that move, and he looked good <laughs> in the Rams uniform. 321 yards, three touchdowns, very efficient on the night, and they took on and the, beat the Bears 34-14. to 14. A game that you really liked, Eric, Chiefs and Browns. Chiefs ended up coming back, scoring 13 points in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, to beat the Browns 33-29. Mahomes 27-36 for 337 and three TDs. Tyreek Hill, 11 receptions, 197 yards. And that oh, guy man. has wheels for days. Man, he is so fast. Okay, so the Dolphins end up beating the Patriots 17-16. to uh, But uh, you're not too far down on the Patriots? No, I'm not. Mac Jones looked good. Look, they made a couple of mistakes uh, defensively. And then you have Harris who can't hold on to the football. He's got butterfingers. And two fumbles, and one of them is inside the 10-yard line, and it cost them the game. So I, I, I'm not. I predict that the New England Patriots will be the AFC East champs. Buffalo is not as good as I thought they were. Their offense isn't as good. I think the Patriots will hold on and win the AFC East championship. Okay. Book it. Skittles. <laughs> eight nine six eight. I remember you guys had a lot of fun with that statement. Oh, dude, we're still having fun with that statement, dude. We're not done with freaking Mr. Vampire. So just like dude. we found the old uh, Verve and Vampire one, we Did may have to go back this? and find the other one. Oh, yeah. I know we'll, we'll have it. it. We'll, we'll have walk it, it down. Oh, yeah. That won't be a problem at all. Yeah, that won't be a problem at all. Coach, uh, you're going to be facing an old <laughs> vampire team. Of course, most vampires are old anyway. They're immortal unless you stab them with a stake through the heart or you send them out in the sun. So how do you plan to take on these old vampires? <laughs> Hey, tonight, Raiders and Ravens inside of Las Vegas with a very packed, very rowdy, very raucous Raiders crowd who's been dying to see this for two years. 
Uh, I like this game tonight. Uh, Ravens are favored by three and a half. Skittles, do they cover? Uh, the Ravens don't have any running backs. That's what I said, too. I think the Raiders, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think the Raiders... Win and win easily. And look, this is really their first home game with the crowd. Yep. With their fans. Mm-hmm. And they put an iPad, the Raiders iPad, oh, so over cool. the uh, Sphinx oh, it's at so the Luxor. Cool. So they're, they're, they're really going all in on this. Yep. So I think the Raiders take Thanks care Thanks for of coming, Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's hard to uh, – that, that's a well-coached team with some great players. Um, but in the end, I think the Raiders, I think they take care of business and they win. Uh, that's going to do it for us tonight here in the Full Court Press. We'll be back tomorrow. Don't forget, you can go back on 1069thefan.com and listen to it all over again on our podcasts.